0: Welcome to the Swim Swim Breakdown. As always, I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, coming to you from Austin, Texas. We're joined by Swim Swim Editor-in-Chief Braden Keith from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and two-time Olympic champion Tom Shields from Berkeley, California.
1: There's not been a lot of swimming in the last week, so this entire podcast is just going to be about the World Cup.
0: Tom Tom's favorite World Cup we do have short course really world watched
1: Cup. at least a minute oh, of it.
0: wait we have to start with this great story Tom can you tell everyone what you told me about the world record uh bonus at World Cup how Jessica oh, no, Hardy the changed the rules no it was the Jessica the Jessica oh, Hardy
2: okay I can't prove it was actually 16 this is according to her five years later and then me eight, remembering her telling me this <laughs> eight years after that. But so if I'm Just saying um, this
1: is how we do journalism,
2: I'll have to caveat <laughs> that I didn't look this up. But um, this year we were joke We were looking at like the bonuses of uh, like the world. It was like weirdly worded. It's like it can only pay out once per meet. And someone's like, well, that's why. And I was like, oh, because Jessica in 2009 broke the, the 50 breast world record like 16 different times at eight meets. And she wasn't like the only one doing that. Like everyone was kind of showing up and like hedging their bets and like.
1: Especially in those 50s. And I, I remember that's when I first started writing about swimming. Um, and I was not like a big swim geek before that. I didn't read the magazines or do any of that. And I was like, holy crap. Are there really supposed to be this many world records broken? Like, is this what covering swimming is like? I had I had no idea that that was yeah. not normal when I started.
2: Swimming was almost going to be fun, and then make uh, swimming I'm super again. On and make sure it wasn't fun. For yeah. Specifically, my generation while we were in college, and then like all these kids now look back and it's like, why were you guys like so slow? It's like, well, you we got recruited with an understanding that we had this skill, and then those skills changed.
0: We were supposed to be really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and then everything changed okay we're dudes, not lot, actually
2: like, it took a lot of us a lot of, like a couple years to kind of refigure ourselves <laughs> out and some dudes never did like, Maybe, you had yeah, some like but... four amers go to like these top top end schools who just like disappear
0: I mean I, don't I feel, feel know, like I remember...
2: Fault, but it's true.
0: <laughs> I remember 2000 didn't pan packs was like a rough meet to watch <laughs> after 2009 world champs everyone was like Ooh. <laughs> That's what I
2: I, if you don't if you erase times like phelps's hundred fly from 2010 i think is like where he shows how much better and how like what his actual skill level was it's like he could put stuff together faster than other people yeah. so he's like 50.5 there 50.6 something ridiculous and it's like he was like 24 26 1 it's like oh okay this guy's just like within nine months figured well, out what the future was going to be turns
1: out he's really good at swimming yeah i don't know if you guys have heard of him
0: who
2: knew no.
0: okay it's we're like actually so
2: is that i really have a lot of respect for him.
0: <laughs> we're, not, we're not actually talking about world cup the whole time we're talking about <laughs> minnesota invite the whole time jk but we are starting with that minnesota invite it i i I guess airplanes got delayed (laughs) i didn't actually read the whole article but i assume everyone's there i assume the meet's starting on time it snows um but it is going to be a good meet it's kind of a weird shaping up to be a weird meet there's uh, texas and cal both have some stars who aren't showing up but what are you most excited to see of the athletes that will be in minneapolis this weekend
1: Uh, I think I'm most excited to see Carson Foster what he can do in a tapered 500 free after going that 409. Um, We assume he's going to come in with some kind of a rest getting ready for worlds or preparing to rest or you know there's all these degrees of taper that we always pretend are things. Um, So I'm excited to see what he can do all suited up in a 500 free. Um, you know, I'm kind of excited to see like what Wisconsin can do, right? Wisconsin seems to have a lot of momentum. They seem to have some, some positive upward energy. Um, obviously they have Phoebe Bacon. They have, uh, what's her face who won the NCAA title? Um, so I'm kind of excited to see what Wisconsin can do in this big meet. Um, I'm also excited to see what the Cal women can do with Dave Marsh, uh, steering that ship out of the darkness, um, so those are probably the things that I'm most looking for. Obviously, Cal versus Texas is is always exciting on the men's side. Um, but, you know, it's Cal versus Texas, whatever. We know how they feel about midseason meets. <laughs> Tom,
2: what do uh, you got yeah, for I mean, us? Been there, so, like, I think Dare. Um, pretty stoked to see him go and Gabe. Um, my little butterfly group. Tom, hard, you got to use last names on the podcast. There. Those are going to be the things I'm checking in on for...
1: Tom, you gotta use last names on the podcast. Oh yeah, don't I remember use engage yet? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> our, re- our readers are really good with last names. They're not so good with first names all the time.
0: So with both teams kind of not having their stars there, I don't, I don't even I right now on paper, I don't think it's gonna be close, but of the Cal Texas battle, who do you see coming out on top?
1: Nobody because they don't score this meet. Remember, <laughs> remember when Texas was begging people to show up to their athletic competition? Three weeks ago. Well, now they're back to same old, same old. We don't score this meet because a very long list of very mediocre reasons. Is um, that Minnesota's
0: so, choice of not scoring the meet?
1: We nobody is ever gonna say whose choice it is. I have an opinion on whose choice it probably is, just looking at the teams and that are attending and how they typically behave in these scenarios. We will score the meet, so we will have a contest <laughs> winner. Um, Texas did win this meet by 400 points last year, even with Carson Foster only swimming one race. So Texas will probably, the Texas men and women will probably come out on top because the in- invite scoring is just a little weird that way. Um, it's 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 not reflective of anything, right? Like Texas won by 400 points last year, and we know what happened in March. Um, but Texas will probably win.
0: I think so. I mean, like even with like they don't have has Casper, who's a huge relay points? piece. They don't have. I mean, I think so. They lost Drew Kibler. They lost like uh, Alvin Jiang. They Relays lost. These
1: are meaningless in this format, Coleman. So they're going to go from first to second. That's twelve point twelve point swing.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> just... so that's sixty points out of four hundred. But that's
0: a lot. Like the Cal's depth has gone up here, and their depth, Texas's depth, has gone far down, and they don't have Casper. Who's their like main breaststroker and sprint freestyle? I don't know. Four
1: hundred points.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I'm calling Cal. I think the Cal men will win. Can
1: you guys count to four hundred. Tom, ready? <laughs> go. We'll let you know when when you can nah, start. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think I, in the new era, and it's
2: been new whatever since my senior year, so it's the ninth year of it. A lot of these teams have like shifted to getting their cuts in midseason. Um, like when I was in school that was just like not a concern because you could do relay calls. Right. Um, I think like we were one of the earlier teams and then Texas really started to commit to swimming fast in December I forget like 16 17 let's say I mean this is up. all
1: the Frank Bush Frank Bush was the legend of this even under the old qualifications exactly system. yeah Bush and now
2: it's just kind of like the way it's rubber. done yeah. so I'm much more interested to see like what are the qualification numbers coming out like that's who wins this meet um because like there's no if you like you can they're both public schools so i could just like do pull up their contracts and be like what did this coach want <laughs> it's pretty easy with cal and texas right yeah like and then you look at like tennessee and you're like oh that's why they do that you look at virginia yeah. and like, oh that's why they do that and like mm-hmm. if you look at these contracts that's why these teams are bent towards the way they're bent um so like whoever comes out with an easier path towards getting 18 good scoring men in march that's who's winning this um that's my, that's my read on it at least.
1: because nobody is actually winning the mate. So. Yeah. This is a setup. I <laughs> not, like, like I wish we had rude. to
2: like, uh, is it Vegas or Hawaii or the, like, you know, the, the basketball tournaments before, you know, before the tournament where we can like have fun and stuff, but we're not, a this sport is not very much fun. We make sure of it. So <laughs> we make sure
0: that of it. that clip is going on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> man. It's true. This sport isn't very fun. All right. Speaking of another, guys, (laughs) we've also got U.S. Open this weekend, (laughs) which will have at least one fun event. I hope in the women's four hundred freestyle. Okay, who you got? Who you got here? There will be a winner. It doesn't matter if they scored or not. Katie Ledecky or Summer McIntosh in the four hundred (laughs) freestyle.
1: I think Ledecky scratches because she's scared of Summer. I'm kidding. (sighs) Um, I think. I think Summer. I just think her age is gonna gonna lend her more toward being kind of sharp and ready to go at this meet. Um, she's got the most recent win. I'm gonna take Summer. I don't know that I think that means that Summer's gonna beat Katie next summer at uh, next summer, haha, at the World Championships. Um, but I I think Summer's gonna have it here. Uh, you know, we have to remember Ledecky even though Florida and in, in their heavy training all season long, whatever, whatever, she's been fast in season. So we can't count her out on those accords anymore, I don't think. But I think Summer's just going to have the energy and the positive momentum. Yeah, I like
2: Katie. Um, if she's like the January Katie that we sometimes see. But yeah. it's like, is Troy going to, or whoever, the group going to want to do that? Or are they going to do that in January? And like there was times with Bruce's group where it was like, Hard to know because I was hard to know like who specifically was in Bruce's group. That's a huge team. But like Katie would break a world record after altitude. And I wouldn't necessarily see the rest of the group perform in that nature. So like, is that a plan or is Katie just adapting or whatever? So like Katie's absolutely capable. So if that's the Katie that shows up, then yeah, Katie.
1: Well, it's interesting that she's sometimes faster in January than December. So it's... it's... Exactly. Yeah. That's I I, I almost
2: felt like on purpose because it's like a little bit more of a gradient like... Yeah. from August to January is like sometimes a 6 to 8 week period cuz it's January 20s versus the first week of December. Yeah, um, I I almost wonder I never if said that out loud and like I mean Bruce seems to have the opposite opinion at least verbally so
1: I wonder how much of that is just the you know winter training they want to do their winter training without a taper before their their holiday training that everybody always does you know so yeah yeah, yeah I and you a lot of like shaking
2: around during flu seasons so. yeah I, like i definitely respect the maneuver
0: yeah ah that's a hard yeah, one yeah, <clears throat> <coaches> ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think i'm going with summer as well probably because of recency bias because she won their last 400 battle but i think it seems like she's doing well with brent archie in florida uh katie ledecky has always has also seemed like she's doing really well with in florida so it's crazy that they're training like in the same state in the same vicinity really sarasota is like what two hours from gainesville probably mm-hmm. or four because florida is enormous <laughs> i don't really know but i yeah i'll, I'll go with with youth over ledecky Well, and
1: in in like Sarasota, she's going to have a team. She's going to feel the whole team vibe. This is probably the first time in a few years she's been training with peers. So I think that's going to have some some positive vibe for summer. Um, Seems like there's a lot of things in her favor.
0: That that raises my next point of she will have a team, but there are a lot of people whose whole teams aren't going, including most notably the ASU pro group. Uh, I think Reagan will be there. I think one or two others for Chase Kalish will be there, but like no Simone, no Olivia, no Jay Litherland, no Ryan held, although I think he's getting married, but there are a lot of pros missing from this U S open. And some of them are obviously going to short course worlds, but any theories on why it would be a good idea or, or just why they're not showing up to this December long course racing opportunity.
1: Well, we know Bob Bowman loves long course racing opportunities, um, but I bet they're going to find something closer to home. I wouldn't be surprised to see them pop up next week on somewhere closer home. Maybe Tom knows where they're going. Um, is this a meet that they, they've they got to go to to get their national team money? I was going to say, going down that list, it was like,
2: okay, so no obligation, no obligation, worlds. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
1: Yeah, it's, it's – wh- uh, why are they going to fly from Tempe to Raleigh unless they're they're structured
2: i'm not i'm obviously also not going but let's say it's the normal 1500 to win thousand per second third and you're a one event guy like held and let's say caleb is going and there's no worlds or you just say me (laughs) the hundred fly with phelps or caleb so it's like i can show up get second and lose money yeah because they're not the funding isn't there so it's like why like i'm gonna do everything i can to not do these
1: it Seems like this meet has sort of faltered in importance since it stopped being a college midseason, in yeah. right as well.
0: Tom and I so, were talking about that earlier
2: kind of short. It's it. hilarious. Like, all these coaches, like, oh, it's long course, this long course, that. And then, like within the 10 years, like, you said, swimming was still sticking to it being long course, and then nobody goes because yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, right.
1: I they maybe they should just go back to being short course meet.
2: Yeah, and I think it'd be great, like for teams that want higher end competition where they they kind of star for that. I know some coaches too want, oh, well, I want like my B cut guys to get night swims, and that mm-hmm. isn't a guarantee with uh you know the three me- the three heats and one being eighteen and under, um at nationals. So like that was another reason why a team stopped going, but um who knows you know.
1: Yeah, it well, it seems like. It, it kind of feels like USA Swimming sold out to a certain contingent, and then that contingent didn't sort of hold up their end of the bargain, right? Like yeah. they didn't, USA Swimming sold out to the, the pros, the future Olympians who said, we want a long course meet, we want a long course meet, and then yeah. those swimmers yeah. are not supporting the meet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also yeah, isn't I mean, part of
1: it,
2: look at it like chair steering and that was
0: <laughs> is, is part of it. Yeah, the fact how, that the Olympic trials qualifying period starts today or tomorrow and they want to have that first long course opportunity, but that's also weird because winter juniors is the next week and they're short course. Yeah.
1: And, <laughs> and the and,
0: college format.
1: <laughs> right. And the pros are going to qualify regardless, right? Like Olivia right. Smoliga, Ryan held all these swimmers that we've named, like don't need to get their qualifications out of the way. It literally doesn't matter. They can swim in a parachute and they'll still get their cuts.
2: Yeah. And I mean, from like a senior development mindset, it's hard to argue that that's worth the whole meat. Right. And that's what you're saying. Like, when you're worried about a little cuts
1: of
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't this. And like you were like, I saw your tweet the other day about like buying tickets and stuff. That is like another way to do that is to like, get a cut. So you can get on deck. Yeah. Um, but, like, why are we putting all this money behind, like, the interests of a bunch of 15-year-old people? Like, I mean, I don't know. That's my opinion.
1: Because <laughs> they're the ones that pay the bills, Tom.
2: Fair enough. But then they don't all
0: get right. <laughs> Another championships <clears throat> that I'd like to discuss are the Russian championships that happened. We saw a world record from Clement Koleshnikov in the 50 back short course meters. And a number two time, all time, uh, from Miss Chickenova in the two hundred breast short course meters. Uh, do you feel that these records should count, given that Russians are banned, given that this these were swam in Russia, given all of the circumstances surrounding Russia uh, politically and globally at the moment?
1: Well, first of all, they have to count because the ban didn't preclude them from racing at home it didn't preclude them from setting world records so you know statutorily they should count for those reasons you know if you if you zoom out a little bit and say should it have forbidden them from all of these things um and my opinion is no it should not have forbidden them um what russia has done in ukraine what there's evidence of of war crimes and and all kind of problematic things um I've am. i written several editorials saying I am in favor of the international suspension. I, you know, layered on top of the doping issues um, and all of the other things, I think it makes for an easy case to ban them from international competition. And I think it's important to ban them from international athletics. I know swimming isn't the top of that pile, but having them not in the World Cup this week, for example, I think matters. I think that's impactful. Um, But at the end of the day, if they're... Racing legally with with all the proper rules in place, which I know is always a big if with Russia. Um, I you know, world records exist to recognize the fastest swimmer who ever did it. And if that's the purpose of a world record, then I see no reason not to count it.
2: Definitely agree they should count, although I disagree with almost everything else. <laughs> hey, I think like I have too many foreign friends to to say what you said, and, and 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 I think everyone has a right to believe whatever they want. But it's like our like I don't know, should we have been in Athens then?
1: There, yeah, I, mean, I could go on, but you know like, what I'm you know
2: what I'm saying? Like we right. invaded Iraq, There's I don't know, and that's always you know the, the Arabia, spiral, right? like,
1: like there, there will never be more. But there's a there's a difference between what Russia has done there's accountability right when the US soldiers commit war crimes in Iraq there are trials there are public trials and and there's some level of accountability and of course you always can you can spiral cynically and say what happened what didn't happen at the end of the day
2: absolutely but like how much of that is on Clement Kolesnikov that dude swims or true. for example but, his ex teammate um help me big paddle smile michael romanchoff like Romancho. like, sure. like those guys swim i know them they're swimmers like they're like me like i'm not like why does my right to swim all of a sudden i need to enter to a, like a public policy debate and who was more morally justified like but it's swimmers, to me man. it's like, we, we touch to pad it's
1: not about that. that to me it's like, not i don't about know that that's how i come
2: down on that dude like it makes no the Olympics sense at the end of the really, day it just hurts are... the athletes more than anyone else. This is a sport that we know no one really cares about. So the only person who's really hurt by this is the Russian athletes. Putin's not sitting here, like you were saying, swimming's not on the top of the pile, saying like, oh man, if only like Clement got the to... okay, I'll change. Like, <laughs> the only people <laughs> like, being hurt by this are the swimmers.
1: But he is, they are mad that the, Russia's not in the World Cup. That impacts the popu- the, the population. Um, and And I don't think piecemealing it and choosing which sports are important and which sports aren't is is a good way to go and at the end of the day whether olympic swimmers like it or not they are tools of their regime the olympics are about nationalism and yeah. flying the flag um on that's that note i see
2: no evidence of this ever working in the past from 1980 till now like it's you it just doesn't mean i don't know it just it blows my mind that
1: people isolation think. of south africa ended apartheid that's ultimately what brought down apartheid and part of that was an olympic ban
0: next topic is the short course world championships uh which is kind of like the world cup but it's it's been interesting right we've seen the u.s roster fluctuate a couple times this past week due to various chain stuff um but it's kind of interesting that we've seen people turn roster spots down or i guess we assume that people in the U S have turned them down. Um, Tom, I would kind of like you to answer this first, but how much stock or how much focus do you think like a professional swimmer should have on a short course world championships in terms of the money they could make in terms of their swimming legacy, or just in terms of what they could gain from that experience.
2: Yeah. I got in an argument with a few coaches, um, in 2014, like it's like, Oh, you made like a good bit of money there. Like that's cool, whatever, but like summer's the mission. And it's like, no, you can just make more money in the summer. Like money motivates the goal here, man. Like if you have a problem with the increase in funding in short course worlds, cool. But like they have, and like from 2010 till now, it's the biggest growth meet we've had. Now it's a little bit down from last year. So like, yeah, the focus will scale with that. Um, And it's like, if you can come through and win a couple of medals and not, rest that much because you're like an extreme a team athlete then by means that's what you should do and if you have no interest and you want to stay home and it's like the way Bria larson said this to me once about like uh investing in like business class seats on the way to world cup um or like a meet so like uh or an team meet or or whatever or a pro swim um mm-hmm. it's like would could someone pay you that much money for you to have like a worse experience on this flight like think like i think about it that way So it's like, let's say, um, look, 2016, I think I made like 60K in winnings and then contract. I'm not going to tell you that part. Um, So it's like, can someone pay you 60K to not do this and like be home? Well, the answer clearly that week was no. So I went and did it. So it's like, that's how I always thought about it and about everything. And it's like, funnily enough, when you're like a relay only morning guy, like the Olympics is like a lot of work for a little pay. So, like, that's why I don't have much respect for the summer where I can show up to a couple meets and make, you know, well, if last year paid out um, like the World Cup. I showed up to four meets and make 100K. Like, that's pretty dope. Um, the same amount of work where I'm making, you know, maybe double than what I made. The games. Um, funnily enough. Right. So it's like you got to look at who it is. where so it's like, well, if I'm Caleb or if I'm Murph or if I'm Pearsall or if I'm Phelps or if I'm Lochte, it's like, well, then, yeah, the. Uh, opportunity cost, or if that's not the right term, whatever cost of investing in summer is there. But that's not going to be there for every A-team member. It's probably only going to really be there for about five a quad um, over the span of four years. And about each year, if you're talking about like the 200K plus group and just winnings, contracts aside, um, maybe half the team can have a shot at that because you have to be able to win your event. Um, so... I don't know. That's my opinion. My, my numbers are maybe off, but it's all money. So yeah, it's just like, does that money make sense for you? And does the travel make sense for you? Like when they were in Doha and Istanbul, like that was not as fun than Windsor and like Melbourne's farther away. So that's like my, like, that's how I looked at it. That's how I think most people will look at it as they age. Um, there's no meaning behind any of this to me. Like the 12 year old saying, they like, like, oh, I want to do this someday. Like that got satisfied pretty quickly. Um, and this is a job. That was how I was. And maybe that's why I wasn't as good as these guys who were able to like attach their mission statement to it. It's still so.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reactions we hear from athletes about our news coverage indicates that a lot of them have look at it a lot more emotionally, a lot less sort of calculated than that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's I, I have this existential crisis about sports like I am so over. This is what the third time in this podcast we've talked about. Do sporting competitions matter? um yeah and it's like god I I don't you just remember like when you're a kid growing up watching the mainstream sports all you cared about was your team winning like I was a, I was a Bulls fan in the 90s and I didn't know you know living in Chicago I was a big Bulls fan I watched every game and when I say I watched every game I watched every game and I didn't know about all of this Jerry Reinsdorf stuff until I watched the documentary as an adult yeah uh, and and I feel like swimming part of the problem with swimming is it's too it's financially too close to the cusp. Like LeBron James makes competitive decisions based on on the money he's gonna make, right? But it's not the same. As long as LeBron James does what keeps him popular, as long as he stays popular, he, he will make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Like so there's an an, an incentive to him to continue to just Make basketball exciting, make basketball bigger, mm. make LeBron James bigger, show up when he's supposed to, entertain people, all those things, right? Like there's a there's a a way he can sort of put the calculation out of his head and say, sometimes I just show up and play. And it feels like in swimming, every single decision is a money decision. There's never like not a money decision. Um and and it's sort of It's like a a a self fulfilling prophecy, right? Like that holds back the money, but like can't until you get over that hump, the money's not going to be there.
2: Yeah, I mean, or you're subsidized. Yeah,
1: which is like most no no
2: no hate on those kids. Like, I mean, Katie was never going to hurt for money, right? And like, I'm not here being like, boom, that's cool. But like, when you talk to USA Swimming staff members, not about um, but like a good one uh they're like oh we you know we have this new 200 fly kid like he doesn't complain about money he's not up our ass about this this and this like baba it's luke orlando he's a 15 year old kid and he's like he's just like having fun and it's like yeah so was i when i was 15 but you didn't know my name <laughs> and it's not like you not that you should i wasn't a 153 200 flyer but like that's why you like them but it's like this intended bias of the sport where it's like yeah like you're gonna be subsidized until you make the team, or until you start making money, and you get good really, really young, or your parents pay for you well into your twenties, mm-hmm. or every decision you make about money. And like most I, like the league minimum here is a million dollars, or five hundred k, or depending on you know how you look at it. Yeah, the league minimum here is no health insurance. Right, <laughs> so it's a little bit different of a game we're playing, bro.
1: It be it would
2: have meant a lot to me if I had won a world title. I'm not going to say like no, but like I don't know if you if you ever if anyone ever bothers to look at like the short course rivalry, the main one of my career being with Chad, it's probably like 75 to 11. Um, Not in my favor. I was like, like, I got that beat out of me pretty quick. Like the, Oh, maybe next year. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, maybe next year. But like, in the meantime, like what am I actually doing here? Like this is going to be a big chunk of my life. Like in the, you know, if you live 75 years, you know, what is that? 10% of that would be like 7,000. So 10 years of my life or a seventh of that, whatever, 10,000. So I spent 10,000 days swimming, like how much, I'm not good at math. Shut like
1: up. <laughs> That's why you want At a to high level, forward.
2: like what was the purpose for me? So the purpose was for me now that I'm looking mostly back at it, but about halfway through it, I put this together. It's like, it's my lifestyle. Like I wanna be able to travel. I wanna be able to see friends. I wanna be able to get off of work or not really work. And like, I'm willing to trade the physical pain for that. But yeah, it was hard for me to attach to like the goals or like the meaning of anything. Um, not that i felt like it was attainable or not but it's just like that is so not guaranteed so like that stuff's like the fun part of the sport whereas like what's the actual you know reason what's the actual decisions the actual decisions are based around uh, it's like a job
1: how much money tom (laughs) you know know
2: what i mean like the decisions are always made like a job and like you can say whatever like the perfect example of this is uh on the any questions app or Whenever you ask an athlete ever, like what drives you, you're um, what you're good at or what you're bad at. And everyone's always like, oh, it's what I'm bad at. Oh, it's what I'm bad at. And like, I think it's hilarious because it's like, well, if it was what I was bad at, I'd be playing baseball or football or golf. Like, no, it was 100 percent like, oh, I'm really good at this. I want people. (laughs) Oh, you're amazing. Oh, thanks, dude. Oh, like, obviously, it's what you're good at. So like people are being dishonest when they sell you that dream part, it's like the decisions are always, always, always made financial. It's like when you read that list of people from the ASU group that are going to US Open, because that's the group that it makes sense financially to go to that meet.
1: So Here. Tom, how much, how much money, let's say there was a, a God in the sky just raining money down on the world. How much money would he have to give you, Tom Shields, the swimmer, to where you started making your decisions based on the glory and not the money? Like how much would you have to have in your bank account to feel comfortable being like most important thing to me is my legacy as a swimmer and people remembering that race that I won and yeah. how often I won.
2: It's a pretty high number. You got to consider where I live. Cause That's I want to be able to save up to, buy a house to build a family yeah. in the area I would like to live. And I scrolled once when I got home from the games and I was counting what you put in the headline. <laughs> And I was like, okay, from Imperial Beach to Crescent City, within five minutes of the ocean, what can I afford? I can afford a house at that time, kind of in Crescent City, which is not in California, so the southernmost city in Oregon, in Imperial Beach, and arguably maybe, maybe, maybe stretch in Oceanside. That is it. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to be. So, yeah, for me, that's like probably 200, 250, which is an absurdly high number for me to work towards at this point in my career. 200, 250 what? Guaranteed. Like that's the, that's the number, like yeah. dollars a year. And that's oh, right. what people don't realize it's like, oh, well you can do that. It's like, yes, I can. But like, and swimming, like to sign to that guarantee, meaning I don't do anything this year and that money's coming in, that number is a lot shorter than you think it is. Like that, that list of people, like, right. I mean, like truly have a, have a 2022, like I had and still make 250K. Right. The number of people on the men's side that can do that, have that bad of a year with no positive performance and still bring that in is probably five and three of them are retired
0: right
1: because because yeah. it's it's no ira 250k it's no 401k 250k no yeah. pensions no exactly. yeah no
0: yeah not in, real benefits in your bank account
2: my yeah. my buddy is a uh, you know he a lot of my friends work for the government they carry badges or they put out fires they do that you know that that type of work and it's like they talk about like oh the benefits um uh, like you know that other, uh, you know other uh, industries might have that they don't or that they do. And it's like, do you realize that like if I don't touch, like if I get beat by four seconds, like I did this year, or by point one, um, <laughs> I don't have health insurance. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. Four
2: months later, <laughs> like it's it there. It's a little bit different of a game you play as you grow, and I think that's why a lot of dudes look to get out right. But um, you know, I, I I the legacy that I inherited that I want to leave behind is a better pathway to a career um i inherited that from guys like nathan from grievers like guys who get involved and really try and make like um forcing changes for the guys below you and the way nathan put it is uh you know in 2019 we were working on the isl and meeting with all these people. Like, look if this ever is a thing that pays people what we should be paid or what is sustainable like you and i will never receive that um and that's like when you think about like what is the legacy like that's what i wanted to work on Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, everybody wants to be Phelps. Everybody wants to be, you know, according to Forbes, a hundred millionaire. But like, are we a sport? Or are we a person? Right. We talked about this off air the other day, but it's yeah. like, look, like surfing was able to transcend Kelly, um, Kelly Slater, it, Kelly Slater. Yeah, in a way, right? But still, like the, you, you say, like you know, who do you know? They, all, anyone who doesn't surf can only really say Kelly Slater. But they, they were able to shrink and find this niche. Right. You know, like none of those guys are, you know, Dayton, Pamela, Anderson anymore. But they're very, very successful athletes, pretty much way deeper into the roster than I think we are and way more sustainably. Uh, every talk we have always devolves into, like, what is the future? Because, like, USA Swimming membership is below 2008 numbers now. Yeah. That's going to affect fanship now. It's going to affect people who view in 2028. It's going to affect people who watch 20, 20, 2032. Because like, people are like, oh, I swam in high school. Maybe I'll watch the games. They're like, we're losing them.
1: So. And, and speaking of which, Coleman, this wasn't on your list, but I'm going to add it to the oh. list. We now know how much Olympic trials tickets are going to cost in 2020. Oh, yeah. in, in all session pass, for uh, the short end of the pool in the 300 level is 600 bucks. The session? All, no, all sessions. Oh, okay. Say- the whole oh. Meet, which remember is is nine days now instead of the, yeah. the yeah, former okay. eight days. Um, so that's that comes out to 70 bucks a day if you're willing to pay for all nine days of a swim meet, um, which not many people do. Um all the way up to if you want good seats, twenty three hundred bucks. So if you're trying, if you've got a qualifier and you're trying to take a sibling and two parents to that meet, and you've got to buy all nine days, that's going to run you about okay. eight grand just for tickets. So that whole trip is going to cost you a car, right? A cheap car, but a car. Yep. Um,
0: so well, when you put it in that terms, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but who, and what and like food. if you're a family who's going to go all nine days you have means right i mean mo- like, most like most kids or most families right but i'm saying most families who have a qualifier are going to go for one day or are going to go watch one day when their kid swims or maybe and two. Maybe, maybe catch a final session like oh hey sure yeah Michael, well, I'm you s- see you
2: know what I mean like, like yeah. yeah that's typically how it's, I grew up in this community right um we all did but yeah, yeah I 100 agree with your intended point as we market ourselves like the Kentucky Derby or we price it but yeah. we have nothing to offer right
1: I you know I I'm I'm okay with charging good money for these tickets. But I think expecting people to line up and write a 7500 check 18 months out of the Olympic trials is a big freaking ask. you know, sell them in three day ch- whatever you want to do. I don't know, there's a million different ways to chop it up. But when I look at that that big number of money that they're asking people to put down right now, it just it terrifies me. like I I think about that as like, if I if I'm not swim swim right um we get credentials we don't have to pay for tickets and and we're glad for that but if I'm if I'm thinking about going and I'm thinking holy crap 7500 they want 7500 of my dollars that's not just like a impulse buy right like that's a meet with my accountant that's a, a run through my my stock portfolio kind of number and I know it's not that for everybody, but they got to put 30 something thousand people in this stadium. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, it's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money to me. Um, and they better put on one heck of a show. You know, I think the pressure is going to be through the roof. If, if that's what they're charging.
2: I'm just sitting here thinking like, how many times can I go to Mexico or Hawaii?
1: Right. That's, that was my thought. Like I can go on a European 14 day river cruise. Yeah. All All expenses paid for that much money and fly first class. for for my wife and i yeah it's and it's it's i i'm sorry people who listen to this podcast know how i feel about indianapolis but like it's not like vegas it's not la it's not new york it's indianapolis and i i don't hate indianapolis but nobody there's not nine days worth of stuff to do in indianapolis there's not like oh, but also, right, there's not, oh, yeah, but, you know, you can also do this while you're there. It's Indianapolis. You're going to the swim meet, and you're going to eat at Weber Grill, and you're going Dude, to Dude, that. that
2: is such a good point. Like, uh, my parents are cool, but they would always go check out some World Series games. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, swimming's cool. Like, we've done this for 30 years with you. We'll come to your sessions. Right. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: There, there's I think that now. that's, like, a value. Yeah. I mean, I
2: think I Omaha know, is fairly comparable. Experience. It doesn't have to be like Omaha, you're like, oh, except Indy days. doesn't have
0: the World Series <laughs> or the yeah. College World Series. So Indy has just, minor league yeah. baseball. It, it is a game. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a Midwestern yeah. city. You know, if the Indy 500 was happening, you know, if they exactly. had like.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then that adds more costs, right? Like. Yeah that's were. a big ticket too i don't it's this true. is like
2: something i don't know but like i don't really watch ufc anymore because it's like i'm holding out like put out ads make it free if i'm not going to pay 20 bucks a month for the right to pay 80 dollars,
1: right to right. watch
2: two fights a month like i just i'm not gonna do it so mm-hmm. like how many people are we missing like that that do want to come Right. Or like how like how how does UFC price their events in person? Like probably the premier since COVID growth sport. I would say you could argue pickleball, but like high end growth. Right. Um. Like I I think we're competitive, and it's like no. It's like when I do a clinic and I have a price point, and I can see that Nathan's in the same area. I have to make sure I'm significantly cheaper. You know what I
1: mean? Like you just have to know that. Right. And we'll find out, right? If they sell all the tickets, good for them. Um, yeah, <laughs> I I'm nervous. You know, I I I wonder how much more it cost them to get in the football stadium. I think that was a. I worry that that was a glamour decision. That that was a somebody said, "Oh, we're cool if we're in a football stadium." Um, we, you know, Tom. I don't know if you know this, but we've mentioned this before. Dale Newberger's son manages that football stadium. Mm. Um, and everybody's going to scream to high heavens that that had nothing to do with this. Believe what you want to believe. USA swimming and and Indy sports corp have a long, long history. And Dale Newberger is a big part of that. I don't know Mm. how much of that is driving the ticket prices. Um, I have to guess that football stadiums are more expensive to rent than basketball stadiums. Yeah. Um, Who's doing
2: nine nights at an arena. I I mean, we're exhausted from from a show standpoint. So,
0: so much. You're looking at like
1: exhausted by the end of it. I can't imagine.
2: I'm not a huge fan of music, but like you have to be like.
1: It's like Taylor Swift.
2: Taylor Swift, and that's that's that point in the in the '70s. Like you have to be the people, right? Yeah. To do so, it's like yeah.
0: That's our news for the week. So on that (laughs) note, let's do a quick sink or swim. We're going back to Short Course World Championships it was announced that they will be hosted in Melbourne's outdoor venue. Do you think that having them outside will poorly affect the competition?
1: Uh, I'm going to sink it because it's a covered outside. I think if it was an outside outside, we all know the problems that come with that. But it's a covered outside. And if you look at the pictures of the cover, it's got some some rafters on it that the backstrokers can follow and yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I think in this case, it's not going to, I think maybe a little change of pace can be some engaging for some swimmers. I, you know, I was never a swimmer of Tom's level, but for me doing something different than whatever my home pool was just, it felt better. Um, so I think for, for most of the world that trains indoors, especially that time of year, it'll be a change of pace that might engage some people, but I don't, I'm thinking that it's going to have any negative impact unless there's a big wind or something. Yeah, I agree. I think the
2: only factor that can really change you there is wind. It's it's winter. They got plenty of sun. So you just need to make smart decisions around like when prelim starts. And that's about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking as well. So yeah, it'll be our winter, their summer. So the weather should be nice. Uh, we see this all the time at Maranostrum. Um, people swim faster all the time at outdoor venues in, in Rome. You know, there's a lot of examples. People can swim fast outside. And especially if it is covered, I think they'll be fine.
1: It might be a little chilly in prelims. There's a chance that it could be a little chilly. I don't know. Tom, Tom, do you have like a temperature that you don't like swimming below? Um, like well, swim for us, fast? it's
2: always a weapon because we're so goddamn
1: cold all the time. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, rain. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> my, my What is it saying? My coldest winter was a summer in San Francisco. Yeah
2: it's mm-hmm. there it's terrible but like we show up and it's like oh it's raining sideways like okay cool have fun whatever <laughs> every day put it, so, i'll put on my raining side I, I will can't. say the weather like my first two years was pretty bad like the old school way it used to be here and then it, now it's just different the bay area is not as bad as it used to be but it is still
1: cold. yeah <laughs> uh
0: all right next up uh kyle chalmers Recently said in an interview that before the end of his career, the two things he wants to accomplish is winning a short course meters world title and a long course meters world title, uh, both of which he'll have the opportunity to do in the next calendar year. Sink or swim, he will get both of those done. It was
1: surprising me to learn that he didn't have any individual uh, world titles in either course. Has he done short course worlds before? He has no medals. I don't think so. Um, Maybe. I think, I don't know. I think he's going to get short course titles in, in December. I think that for sure is going to happen. Um, there's so many moving parts in long course, including whether Caleb is coming back. Um, Papa how, how, how much he continues to rise, et cetera, et cetera. If Kyle decides to go all in on the butterfly races, um, I would, I would, On balance swim, which means I think there's a 51% chance or better. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't guarantee it, but I think he could get like a 50 fly. I think he could sneak in a, a 50 fly record. Um, Australia will probably, I think Australia has a better chance of being at those 2024 long course worlds because it's in, Eh, no sorry I've got it backwards Japan is next year Doha is the year after so they probably will not go to those trials so it's got to be Japan next summer but home time zone maybe um, I don't know I've given it a better than 50-50 chance so I guess I've got to swim it
2: yeah I mean it's an exacter, right so it's both <laughs> and I think with the time he has left obviously that would be the main reason I would think he won't be able to as with any athlete in their 20s. It's just like, okay, time goes by fast. He's only,
1: he's only 24.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But time uh, may have let something go there. Uh, I will swim it. I think he, like, if the interest is there, absolutely, I think he can. I think that he's a guy who can, I learned this from watching him, grow as a short course athlete. He can put his mind to it. He's very good at enacting something in his mind which I think is a lot something, a lot of swimmers struggle with, especially as they get older. It's like, okay, I want to make this change. And then the next try that change is made. Um, I'm describing the ability to learn, but that is what he's very, very good at. And so, yeah, I think if he transitions, or like, I think he has a great group of support around him. I think the swimming Australia is great to their top end. At least I can't comment beyond that. I only know their top end, but um, I think they're gonna pressure, do everything they can to keep him in freestyle socially and from a country standpoint. But um the dude is a fantastic flyer um and picked it up the 50 pretty quickly. And I think the 50 short course like marries really well with the hundred long course, especially because he has back end speed. He has like enough grit, like where I think the short course hunter fly is harder for guys to come into because it's just so much kicking. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think so. If he if he wants to do the hunter fly long course, which he seems to express interest in then um the world's your oyster there i think it's a lot less crowded at the top it always has been that's why i transitioned a long long time ago
1: (laughs) tom do you think caleb's ever gonna race again
2: i couldn't tell you um we i sent him a message after worlds um i felt close enough to do that um respected his space you know what i mean after that point um and it's not like we're best friends you know he's a decade or so younger half a decade or so younger. Um, we swim the same event, short course, we're pretty competitive. So we play poker when we see each other at camp. Other than that, it's about it. Um, I hope he does as a fan and as a, you know, um, teammate on the national stage, international stage. Um, I was trying to think of the right way to phrase that, but, uh, I couldn't tell
0: you. I, and swimming, Kyle Chalmers getting two world titles—one short course, one long course. I think he'll get the hundred free in Melbourne. I think he'll have, as we said, we he'll will have ample opportunities if he wants to go to the February World Championships. You know, that's just another chance. I think he has as good a chance as anyone to win the hundred free next summer. I, you know, David Popovich is going to be perfect all the time, and Kyle Chalmers is pretty pretty damn good a lot of the time. Um, so I think if they get into a head-to-head race, Kyle has a monster back end, as Popovich does. Their best times are two tenths apart. So, you know, I, I think he, and as you said, his butterfly is just getting better. I think I'll do it.
1: I see a scenario where he does some of those 2024 worlds because I see a scenario where he runs away from Australian media pre-2024. I could see him, you know, choosing to train somewhere else for a chunk of time just to relieve some of that pressure i that's not inside info i don't know anything that's just one scenario i see because the cody simpson stuff is not going to chill out between now and the olympics
2: yeah i don't disagree i just think like where he is right now having seen his little group at the world cups they're like in a very very good spot that's the only reason i would say it might i don't see that happening within like an 18 month period but um, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that stuff seems to affect, um, Australians. It's very, very like loud and not just Kyle, but like for the last 25 years, it's been, you know, like the thing that they talk about is their media and, the, and their social scenes, um, on like a macro scale, like the way that they're treated in the headlines and all that. But I think that he's starting to come through that having gone through like, um, a, a, you know, a I don't even know if you would say smaller because commies is such a big deal to them. Yeah. But a smaller he, version.
1: It seems like he's in a good place right now. Right. Like he didn't he didn't hide after that. He didn't just just go away after that whole thing, that, that whole episode. Um he said what he needed to say and he kind of got right back out there and it felt almost like a release of pressure. Like he mm. said what he needed to say and and he moved forward. And like
2: as a insider or like, you know, soon to be um outsider probably, the way my qualifications are going. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be cool if like, I think that something that crock and Phelps were able to do is like, they were able to lean into it, um, and kind of make it more than what it was. At least that's what it seemed like from, I was very young at the time, Ian Crocker and Mike Phelps had a semi-rivalry. There was like a YouTube documentary and it's like, I w- always wanted to see more of that. And just like the problem with that is like the way the nature of the sport is like, unless it's like the perfect Cavic moment where that's just like a one year thing um if you're gonna have like a year-to-year rivalry it's gonna be someone who you share a flag with right. so it's like that's a perfect moment for them to do that yeah if they're like actually homies behind the scenes but who knows i the, i have no the personal
1: stuff makes it yeah. a whole different ball game too
2: yeah it's like yeah. Uh, like connor you know what i mean he's like hey it's just business hey it's just business until he like actually hurt kabib's feelings but like i think it was after the aldo fight he was just like hey like
1: we're talking right. about MMA for anybody who doesn't. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry.
2: like I'm just doing this to get the we eyes on baseball, it. We got baseball,
1: we got surfing, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got MMA. Sorry,
2: I'm all over <laughs> it. But I think, like, if, if swimming will grow, that's like a more common understanding of how to create those moments.